Utopia, an Italian study, the podcast. I'm Ashlyn Romagnoli. An essay version of this podcast is available on Utopia Italia, that's U-T-O-P-I-A-I-T-A-L-I-A, dot substack, dot com. Utopia in Italian Study is a somewhat futile attempt to make sense of life in Italy by pinning seemingly bizarre happenings down like butterflies for observation and further study. No butterflies were harmed in the making of this podcast. Prologue. I wasn't entirely sure what my brand new husband and I would find on the other side of our epic adventure to Italy. Beyond the inevitable baseline of culture shock that occurs with any new move, the backdrop of the global pandemic lent a challenging and dangerous variable to our equation. Yet we were not unseasoned travelers, Adam and I. I had grown up stretched across three countries that couldn't be more different from each other, while he had run away from his very southern U.S. upbringing at the earliest opportunity to see the opposite ends of the world, ultimately residing in Seoul for a decade before returning to the good old U.S. of A. It was in his hometown of Nashville, Tennessee, that we met, fell in love, and realized that we simply couldn't not make international travel a key component of the life we were planning together. I remember the exact moment I felt that with certainty. We were in Tokyo, Adam tagging along in a Christmas-adjacent business trip I was secretly thrilled about, even as my colleagues who, to be fair, all had children, sighed. It was four in the morning on day one and some combination of jet lag and nervous excitement had led us to simply walk the dark streets of the Ginza district. I remember looking down at my shoes and thinking that, for the first time in a long time, things felt right. Sort of like my gut was a Rubik's Cube finally clicking together in the right order. Adam and I discussed our feelings at length over the next two weeks in Asia. We weren't exactly sure how, when, or where we would go, and there were a lot of considerations to take into account. A small house I had just bought a year before? Family ties. The fact that while his work was almost entirely remote, mine most certainly wasn't. We got engaged a few weeks after our return, still stewing on this question. And then, a series of very unfortunate events conspired to make our dreams come true. On March 3, 2020, a tornado blazed a destructive path through Nashville, severely damaging or destroying many things in its wake, including my little house. By March 15, 2020, the COVID-19 lockdown came into full force in our corner of the world. By March 30, 2020, it was clear that my boutique advertising agency would not have the resources to support our full team for very much longer. Like so many industries, the ad world went quiet at the beginning of the pandemic, something of a death sentence for many smaller companies. Also in March, I was lucky enough to still be able to undergo a scheduled necessary surgery, despite COVID restrictions. My company was incredibly supportive in giving me the time off that I needed, but I could see the writing on the wall. Not to mention, I felt rather guilty that I was receiving a salary while unable to actually help the company find new business in this strange new reality. After a long discussion with my wonderful boss, I elected to be let go from the company. I lost my health insurance, which was challenging, and unemployment didn't exactly match my lost salary, but I did assume that we were looking at at least a season, if not much longer, of time quarantining indoors, which would hopefully mitigate the need both for money for life and uh, potential emergency healthcare needs. Ironically, the tornado's path, which would do lasting damage to both my psyche and my house, 
provided insurance payments that kept me from having to sell it as a pile of lumber when I found myself suddenly unable to make my mortgage payments and unable to get any contractors to even work on the house. Talk about a strange silver lining. I tell you all of this backstory because, in a way, our bizarre journey to Italy exactly matches the simplest and most accurate description of Italy I've yet encountered, from a book called The Dark Heart of Italy by Tobias Jones. Quote, The most enduring characteristic of Italy is contradiction. Normally, for almost everything you say, the exact opposite is equally true. I have not yet found a simpler or more straightforward description of this intriguing, infuriating country. Just about every person I have met since moving to Italy, whether Italian or foreign, has said some variety of the following. Everything always works out in Italy. Not how you think it will, and certainly not when you think it will, but have faith. It will all work out. Have faith? I am not a religious person, and a significant amount of my formative years were spent in Germany. Trusting in the unknown, believing issues will simply resolve, letting go of process and plans. Though these things might have been in my half-Italian DNA, they'd been long buried by layers of Germanic rule-following and a career in production and project management, where I gained a reputation for creating beautifully planned-out processes and having contingency plans for the smallest details. Simply letting go of this was not in my nature, and I certainly never planned to live in Italy, of all places. But 2020 changed everything for almost everyone on this planet, myself included. As the months of 2020 ticked by in a dreamlike state best measured in loaves of homemade baked bread, raised beds constructed in the backyard of Adam's grandparents' house, and dozens of false starts on the novel that I will almost certainly someday finish, two truths slowly revealed themselves. One, COVID was going to stick around, perhaps permanently, and would probably forever change the way the world and travel within it operated. Two, the longer we stayed put in Nashville, the more entrenched we'd become, and we'd probably never have the right circumstances to relocate ever again, especially once I found another job. At the time these truths were dawning on us in late summer of 2020, Europe was actually reopening for travelers. It just so happened that I had obtained a European passport several years before, though I'd never actually used it. We'd always discussed moving to Germany. I speak German pretty well, I was familiar with the culture, and I have some friends still there. But given the circumstances and uncertainties, we decided that we should go to the country that issued my passport and was also allowing citizens to return. The country of my father and his parents. Italy. Neither of us spoke any Italian, and my time in Italy was limited to two brief visits in my childhood, once to visit the pack of extended relatives still living in Livorno, and once to visit my sister in Florence when she studied there for a year in college. My father had spent time in Italy growing up, and both of my grandparents were natives, but for me, Italy was a pretty abstract concept, mostly limited to the literature I'd studied in college and a disdain for eating at Italian restaurants, my dad had taught me to cook, so I cooked what I considered to be far superior Italian food at home. But it made the most sense, and so we decided we'd move to Rome as soon as was feasible. But several things needed to happen first. We needed to plan a whirlwind elopement and tie the knot, ensuring that Adam would legally have a leg to stand on once we arrived. 
We needed to oversee the nightmare process of fixing my tornado-damaged house. We needed to sell almost everything we owned. We needed to explain our choices to family who'd hoped we'd settle down permanently in the States. And possibly the craziest part, we needed to arrange tickets and travel to Europe for not only ourselves, but our two sweet cats, Casanova and Ziggy Stardust, which was sort of like selecting nightmare mode on a video game on purpose. Like I said up front, I didn't really know what was on the other side of all of this. We were driven by an admittedly selfish desire to realize dreams that had been percolating and delayed for a year. And with hindsight being 2020, haha, we now know that the late summer and early autumn lifting of restrictions and the lessening of COVID cases was a mere blip in what has ended up being a much, much longer journey to, if not normalcy, an ability to live a life that feels like living, not simply existing and waiting. By the time that fact was clear, however, we'd already bought the tickets, tied the knot, sold the stuff, and arranged the travel, miraculously including the cats. And on January 16th, 2021, we arrived in Rome after a brief stint in Dublin. This isn't a series about COVID, though COVID certainly haunts its pages, as I'm sure it will for any biographical work set in or after 2020. This isn't even a series about Italian culture. With less than one year in country, I could never claim to speak to such a delicate and complicated subject. What this is, though, is a collection of vignettes that, for me, encapsulates what it feels like to actually live in Italy, a place where the disparity between the stereotypes and the reality is both greater and lesser than any place I've ever been. I dove into history books and podcasts. I swallowed whole books that try to explain the culture and food and quirks. I've followed Facebook pages of disgruntled expats that reveal idiosyncrasies and frustrations galore. I eagerly devoured novels and autobiographies that painted Italy as a literal heaven, a savior for lost souls looking to connect with something real. I've read helpful guides aimed at orienting newcomers to this place that is wonderland in every sense of the word, full of awe and amazement, and also nearly incomprehensible with the kind of internal logic that only the Mad Hatter could reconcile. Yet for me, Italy has been uncovered in the little moments, the gaps between what is possible to write about with any verifiable evidence. It is a place for which only that unreliable medium, the anecdote, can truly do justice. It is for this reason that I have chosen the title Utopia, an Italian study. Utopia, a place where everything is perfect. Utopia, a place that doesn't exist. Both, as it turns out, are true. I'm Ashlyn Romagnoli, your curator in the study of life in Italy. If you want to hear what happens next, tune in next time.